That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus Focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high-quality naturopathic doctor-designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Okay, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. It's Dr. Dave here. I'm with Dr. Verna again on the Elder Series. Uh, we are we're on episode five now, Verna, of the Elder Series, but I don't know, it might be, might be a lot more than five episodes. So um, I think we're both enjoying ourselves and we hope everyone's uh, liking what um, Dr. Verna has to upload here. She says download, but I think you're uploading. I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you're uploading. So what are we going to talk about? What are we going to upload today for the people? Well, the question is, how can you improve your health and resiliency at any stage of life? How can you do that? Mm -hmm. And how can you plan practical healing cycles of cleansing and building? Cleansing and building. I like it. So the first thing is, if somebody's a total wreck and they walk in and they've had a lot of problems... Do not put them on a cleanse. Who knows if what's going on inside of them, somebody's constipated or has diarrhea all the time. You don't need to be imposing another thing on them. You have to start some level of repair. So let's go back to the poop, to the the diarrhea. Straight to poop again. Yeah, straight to poop again. Do they need to be on a probiotic, which means the happy bacteria which number more than the number of cells in your body in your gut so if you were born up on a farm like i was you ate a lot of dirt you did all the stuff you the the doggy licked you you licked the doggy there's a lot going on there and sharing (laughs) but in other people they've lived this hermetically sealed life where they've never played in dirt and um they have uh what they call alcohol wipes over over them and you know the house is breeze everywhere yeah there's yeah lysol yeah 
So their biome might not be as happy, especially if they're on antibiotics and they weren't breastfed, all these things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it isn't the germs that kill us. It's the disrepair in our whole physiology. So the first thing you want to have to just start some repair are good habits we've talked about. And these sound really simple, but actually they're not because we all have habits like drinking water, right? Drinking water, mm. glass of water. Dave sees Cheers got to that. Gla- drinking my water vodka, right now. This is water. Nope. And um, sipping it and drinking half your weight in fluid ounces of water. But if you are, have a lot of abnormal adipose fat tissue on you, think about what would be a reasonably good weight for you. Like if you weigh 250, but you really should weigh about 180, then take the 180 number. Right. Otherwise, you'll be peeing in your shoe. And, but Verna, um, before you go on to cleansing, and I, I want to know, this is personally, I, I want to know uh, before you get, because you know too much sometimes. So I want to yeah. pull you back a bit. How pull do I know? Okay. How do I know uh, either as, you know, just a, a patient of yours or as a aspiring to be a doctor like you, naturopathic doctor, how do I know whether I need to cleanse or build? That's, I want, I want you to start there. Like that, how do I know what, where to sort of put my resources more toward cleansing or building? Well, you do both in cycles throughout the year. Okay. And so the cleansing time comes in the spring. And the building time. There. Pardon me? We're getting there. Yes. And the building time can come anytime, but in the fall. So you're getting ready for winter. It's like we harvest and then we put the pumpkins in the cellar or the potatoes or freeze the corn and put in, you know, whatever yep. we're doing. So do it at do it with the uh, be in harmony with nature, be in harmony with the earth where you live. If we were in Australia, it would be the opposite flip, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. when they go to they have Christmas, Christmas they just go to the beach because <laughs> it's <laughs> summertime. So, what, so there's the cycles of like the season, but are there other cycles that because there's other cycles in nature too, right? There's the lunar, there's a menstrual cycle, uh, there's different cycles within that. So are we like, only like cleansing and building once a year, or what? What no, are we doing? No, but that's a good place to think about starting. But you can um, you can do uh, fasting or just eating broth soup like. Uh, chicken broth like that's why it works got all this collagen and stuff in it or maybe just a few little vegetables or you know drink soup for two or three days that you make yourself or learn how to make or you some people used to eat apples when you could get organic apples year-round they would eat apples just for a whole day if they wanted something that's what they ate and it has a lot of fiber in it and that's good but don't eat um genetically modified and and sprayed apples Mm -hmm. um which is so what are you trying to do when you only when you simplify with i mean it sounds like you're getting to what i when i tell people to eat soups smoothies and stews uh you know just taking a bit of heat off the gut is that sort of what you're yes. doing there you're trying to take the heat off the gut so it doesn't have to digest you know chocolate covered salty pretzels and uh, kimchi and you know all the modality of things that you're varieties of things that you're eating you're trying to just say I'm just going to put some liquid with you and then it kind of relaxes. We don't necessarily want you to be hungry fasting. That's another Mm -hmm. thing, but you're just soothing everything. And sometimes I just say to people, if you don't like apples or you don't don't want raw apples, eat applesauce Mm -hmm. because applesauce doesn't need to be sweet and has a lot of fiber and it carries a lot of toxicity out with it. 
Just no, bought have- some this week, Verna, because you because you were talking about applesauce last week. Yeah, applesauce. It'll settle mm-hmm. the gut. And um, and you're not so- feeding bad bugs too, or you're not feeding bugs in general really too much when you're doing that, right? So you're sort of probably um, you're probably stopping the feed of our microbial uh, residents a little bit, like yeast, you mean, or? Well, all of them. I mean, you're just, when you're having just like you said, broth or something like that, they don't have as much to chew on for a few days. Yeah. 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 And, um, it, you know, if you have a really candida yeast overgrowth, if you go on a candida like diet, you kind of starve them out in a way. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you're on antibiotics, you have to re implant your biome and, and I have people take, if they have antibiotics, you know, they take it at <clears throat> eight o'clock in the morning and eight o'clock at night or whatever. <clears throat> I have them at um, two o'clock in the afternoon, at least take their probiotics because they're, they have to, you just keep, keep reestablishing it even while they're on the antibiotic, because if they wait till everything's killed off, it's a harder startup back. Um, so so it's it's kind of a nice thing to do, you know, like um, you you could even experiment. When would you do the kind of cleansing diet and when would you eat a lot? So um, uh, when you want to let go of stuff and um, menstruate or whatever, um, you do that on the new moon. Now, not all women now are in that synchronicity and don't let that stress you. And we can talk about that another time. So, and you could fill up on the full moon when everybody's partying anyways, you know, mm-hmm. because people are out there doing stuff on the full moon and the new moon, they're inside under their covers. Just phone the police station on the full moon. Call back later. It's the full moon. <laughs> clunk. You know, <laughs> ER. Of course, COVID notwithstanding, that's a whole other layer, but, but, uh, but, you know, or, or there's, we, we, we build from the new moon to the full moon. And I know this sounds kind of woo woo, but it's about the tides. It's like the tides go in and out according to the moon. This isn't like I'm making stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best time to get a haircut, if you want your hair thicker, is between the new moon and the full moon because it stimulates it to grow then. It's, everything's growing then. But from the full moon to the new moon, it's if you got thick hair that's too thick or you want to pull the weeds out of your garden. You do it at that time, at the last quarter to be ideal. Or I give homeopathic remedies like, um, say, in a hair analysis, people have a really high aluminum. Not good because that can affect Alzheimer's and all kinds of things. And so on the, on the, on the last quarter, I have them take uh, aluminum, a homeopathic aluminum in ascending doses, which we could talk about sometime. But it's it's a great time for it to pull out and it's just through a homeopathic because sometimes people have um, toxic metals in their body and it just won't budge but homeopathy will help it i've seen that i've seen it with iron in uh in a patient with uh hemochromatosis it helped a lot i didn't really know exactly how it helps but when you're dealing with a genetic condition for here for those who are going to question me using a homeopathic <laughs> Because we know they're out there, Verna. We know that there's haters on homeopathics, but um, sometimes it's it's difficult, and it almost uh, circumstance forces your hand in a way. And there's been times like that, and it's I love when circumstance forces your hand Me a little too, bit. David. Yeah, Me too, David. <laughs> 
because what happened is I gave, uh, you know, I did all the standard things, you know, to use your, you know, things that will help bind iron. Okay. You can do this, that, and the other thing, but then what helped her the most homeopathic iron, ferrum metallicum. So take that, uh, everyone who hates on homeopathy. Okay. So here's it works. the story. Here's the story I use and it's a story, but it will help you understand. That. We like stories. Yeah. We like your stories. So let's say you and I meet every Thursday in a, in a room, a cafe, and everything's, everything's the same. We think, oh, yeah, the chair was there. The table was there. Yeah, this is the kind of coffee, and this is the croissant we eat, and it's all the same, and we like it because it's the same. But sometimes when we're there in that place, maybe a certain time of year, maybe where the sun is in the sky, maybe who made the croissants and if they were angry. Who knows? You and I start burping or having some <laughs> flatulence or something's mm-hmm. happened. And then you go home and for five days you're pooping or you're flatulating or if that's a word. And you think <laughs> that happened last six months ago when we were there. Well, that happened. So what is it that's causing that? So let's say it was rancid oil in the croissant. That's possible. Or butter, rancid butter. Hopefully it's made with butter. Anyway, if we had homeopathic butter and we brought that into the room with all of these things, we would then finally taste that the butter is rancid in the croissant. That's what homeopathy does. It witnesses. It goes into the room and you say, you see the elephant in this room that's batting us around? Oh, I've never seen that elephant before. Oh, my God. And so the the immune system comes along, gobble up that elephant or whatever goes on. It's a witnessing, sounding like a note. And when you hear that note that you can then see, hear, feel, touch, taste, that that is not me. What is me? I mean, me, the physical body and the consciousness. Is this me or not me? So Mm -hmm. the biggest thing in our body that helps us know that is our kidneys. The kidneys filter 24-7 your whole life and then you die. The heart at least beats, release, release. But the kidney all the time, all the time, all the time it's going, that's not me, that's me, that's not me. It's your immune identity starts there and in the gut. So you you know your immune identity, which can have some variation. But if I'm blood tight, oh, oh, and you give me A bleed blood and I'm negative and it's positive, you might kill me, right? It's not my identity. So so that's kind of a word uh, that sounds strange. It sounds psychological, but how does my body know when something's in there that isn't me or not enough of something as well, but isn't me? But the kidney's the real worker on that. Kidney's the real worker. And one of the and best homeopathics things- can help this sort of witnessing thing is what you, you're yes. saying too, right? Like and I've seen it with isopathics, right? So I've given yes. uh I've given uh poison ivy uh homeopathic uh for you know for poison ivy. Amazing, amazing yes. results a couple yes. times. So what's yeah. one is that's that's sort of what you're saying there, right? That you yeah. take the remedy and then your body's able to go, ah, let's mount a better response yeah. to this oh, situation. That's, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's poison ivy. That's that. Okay, let's get mm-hmm. that out of there. And the body will mount a response. Arnica does that. And um, it, it responds differently in each person. 
depending on their identity, depending on their vitality of their body of really knowing this is me, this is not me. Some people who have drugs from childhood, you know, for let's say uh, asthma or um, gut stuff or whatever, and their biome is off, it takes longer. It's more complicated. And what used to work 40 years ago in homeopathy and you think 10 days, we're done. It's good. Now it can take 10 months or 10 years. Why is that? Because we need to cleanse and build more? We need to cleanse and build. We're in an electronic environment, which is um, taking us down in our immunity. There's a guy in, in uh, Sweden, his, uh, PhD neuro, neurologist focusing on skin stuff. His name is Ole Svensson. And he discovered by research that the tight cat junctions on the, on the gut lining and on the skin gap start to gap with um, Wi-Fi. So you get leaky gut, leaky brain, leaky everything. And, and uh, so for people who aren't naturopaths, what are you talking about? Leaky, leaky. So, you know, you want your skin nice and tight, the cells together. If they start to gap, you'd ooze out. You don't want that. That's a bad thing. So, so we, there's things that help that too. Good oils and that, that's a long, longer story, but you really want your tight gap junctions on your mucosa and your rain lining and your, your gut and your vagina, your, your skin to be in a cor- correct closed one beside each other you don't want them gapping around but more and more and more and more and more with all this electromagnetic spill 5g all this stuff there's a lot of really good research going on that um there's a a, a organization in ottawa called pace what does that stand for earth i could put that online david uh yeah they wanted to know more i'll make i'll make a note about pace so how did I get there, David? Well, leaky guts, Wi-Fi. Yeah. And uh, we, we do need to tie back in to cleanse and build. Yeah. So you want to have, say, say you, you, your gut just has never been right since birth. And um, whatever you do, you want to do all that you can to support in that person the gut. Because um, any change might throw them into a weakness in that mucosal membrane. And so um, the good habits like sleep, you have to rest. Your body, whole system repairs and sleep, your brain, your lymph. You, and, and I say to people, just acquire a new habit. Try one new veggie. Have you noticed in the last three years, Brussels sprouts are on the top of the list. Everybody's doing Brussels sprout everything. Why is that? And that's great. Some people don't like them, but they're still like they're grilling them. They're putting them in salad. Try it. Try a new vegetable and chew thoroughly. Take your food. Put your fork down. Chew, chew, chew. Good oil. You're oils. talking about building here. You're talking about you know, building here. Habits. Right? We need habits that can repair enough so that if we want to cleanse, we can. Like people come in and they say, "I want to do a fast." Meanwhile, they're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, have a bottle of wine or some whiskey every day, and they live on, you know, sliced cheese, white bread sandwiches. I go, "You're not healthy enough to cleanse." Because they, they, So they need to build, they need to build up something yeah, first. Yeah, they need to build up something first. And all the other things we've talked about on the podcast, the um the skin brushing and um, 
things like that. So you, you build the system and your naturopathic doctor can look at your unique case because we're all unique. And, and is there a weakness that you really need to build up before you can cleanse? And I'm not saying everybody should stop drinking coffee or this or that. If you stop one thing, please stop sugar. Please. It's white cocaine. Please stop it. <laughs> that's, my, no, that's my, that's my one thing too. It's the same when I, when I see someone and the, the diet standard is quite low, let's say uh, that that's the first thing I see. Like if you can just stop like sugar and junk food and just eat whole foods, let's worry about gluten-free and all that yeah, another yeah. time. Totally if, free. Yeah. Totally free. Yeah. Yeah. And do you and think so it just as a side note, do you think yeah. we overthink diet sometimes or there's a place for it or there's a place for it. There's a place for it. Um, I it think becomes just... very, um, what's the word you use? Like formulaic a lot of the time or right. I think that, rigid. um, I think that people don't know how to boil rice and quinoa. Mm-hmm. See, this is how you make this stuff. And this is how you make it interesting. Really simple stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a good oil. This is how you make it tasty. You use Himalayan salt, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have a suspect, here's what I say. If you really think you're allergic to cow dairy, not goat dairy, not buffalo dairy, and um, take it out of your diet. Three weeks would be great, but even seven days. Just take it out of your diet. Start it again. And what are you looking for when you take it out and bring it back? Uh, is the acne gone? Are you pooping less diarrhea or less constipated? Are you less uh, grumpy? Remember, your first brain is in your belly. It has more neurotransmitters than your head. So the belly is first brain. And a lot of psychologists now are realizing that the depression and all the mental health issues we're having are related to diet. And they will soon be talking more about how they're related to being in front of a computer and EMS and your iPhone all the time. Because you're just. This is your prediction for the future. Yeah, like tomorrow it's going to be happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it will. It's coming really fast because there's there's so much gut problems associated with, like I told you about that guy, the tight cap junction. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just say try clean eating. Uh, oh, and, and smoking. So this is what I do with smoking. I said, pick one hour a day when you don't smoke. That's easy. I said, yeah, just do that. Next step. Pick two hours a day when you don't smoke consecutively. Two hours you don't smoke. When they're ready to switch. I say to people, I meet them, they're smoking. You're going to want me to stop smoking. I go, not not my decision. I said, when I know that you know it's a really stupid idea to smoke. Yeah, exactly. That's what I start with too. Like, come on, I'm not going to be telling you it's a bad idea. I said, but when you want to start, here's what you do. You take that hour. And when you think, oh, I want a cigarette, just sip some water because you're probably dehydrated. That's the problem. Yes, David, sipping water. I just want everybody to know. And and then make it two hours. And that the first hour, oh, easy peasy. And weeks or a month later, you take two hours. Oh, maybe that takes a few months. Yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Till you're down to one hour a day when you can smoke. And some people keep that hour. But I say, I want you to go into the bathroom, no magazines, no fan turned on, sit on the floor, sit on the toilet, lie in the tub in the bathtub for all I care. But there's no entertainment and there's no clean air coming in. 
and you sit there and smoke for an hour all you want. You could smoke a whole pack. I don't care. And they're in this soup of smoke. And fairly quickly, they quit. But some people don't. Some people keep that one hour. I've never heard of this technique. I love it. It's the Verna Hunt technique. (laughs) I'm not trying to make them wrong. They will have many realizations about their smoking. You know what I realized? I started smoking when my grandpa died. And I smoke all alone. And I was so unhappy. I said, oh, that's really good. Good for you. But I don't push people to stop smoking. Except I've done it with one person who had breast cancer and then years later had another form of breast cancer. And I knew her really well. And I don't shake my finger at people and something's really wrong. And I said, you see me shaking my finger at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knew. I said, mm-hmm. you're going to quit smoking right now, right now. Do you agree? She said, yes. And she's never smoked since. I said, come on. Two forms of breast cancer and you've lived through it. Time to stop this. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't willy-nilly do that. That's like one person I've done that in 42 years. I said, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was the perfect moment. She agreed. I said, mm-hmm. promise yourself. Don't promise me. That takes some, uh, that takes some uh, years of practice and grandma power, I think, Verna. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's a hard one to do in your first year in practice, but I love I, I love the idea of uh, just sort of gradually increasing the time. And yeah. you're saying how it gets more difficult. It reminds me of my time doing Vipassana retreats, where the first half an hour of meditation, it's like this is a joke, no problem, because you can't move, right? That that's part of Vipassana, the technique when you do it properly, you don't move at all. And then 45 minutes comes, and then 50 minutes comes, and every minute after that seems like Screaming. an eternity. An eternity. Yes. It's the yeah. same sort of idea, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and the other thing is start walking. 10 minutes. Just have to start with 10 minutes. Go out the laneway of your, like, I don't know. Just pick, find 10 minutes to walk. Just do something, yeah. Yeah, so everybody can walk unless they can't, if you know what I mean. So yep. that's not an appropriate therapy for them. Uh, if they have no legs, for example, or whatever. But 10 minutes walking, and then after a while, think, well, this is easy. Then you add another 10 minutes onto the 10 minutes or at another time of day. So you get up to 30 minutes, including the whole day. I, I, I read about one man who he was, he had people come for meetings with him. But if they wanted to have a meeting with him, he, he, he walked so much, they had to walk with him. And, the, <laughs> and I know Queen Elizabeth has standing Uh, meetings they're not walking but they're standing so the meetings don't take too long that's interesting so walking i mean i could say a lot of exercise but literally if the person doesn't move just start with 10 minutes so so uh not to brag about my 102 and a half year old mother who's living in a residence in ontario very safe she's very well and everybody there has to use a walker so they all stoop a bit and we need to reinvent whatever that's about but they're not doing exercise classes so she walks the hallways with her walker so she gets her steps in Mm -hmm. and it's not a thousand steps but but at least she's moving right Mm -hmm. she's got to move trying to keep from being too swampy yeah from being too swampy she, but she has lymph cream in it with her, so she knows better. So, <laughs> okay, how else so, are we building? How else so, are we building? So we're building. So then, what you could do 
is pick a time maybe once a month or on the weekends where from three to seven days you eat clean. Eat clean means no white flour, no white sugar, no pop, ideally no alcohol, just three days, three days and two nights, like literally just do that. And if you have to stop, stop and but have soup and have steamed veggies and a nice green or tofu if that's what you eat or fish if that's what you eat. And if you want something, sweet berries because they don't have much fructose. So you're not getting the sugar hit because berry, a lot of fruit, um, we think, oh, we should eat lots of fruit, but actually not necessarily. Uh, some people that works really well, but for people who tend to put on weight, it's not, eat berries. It's a better thing. So, you mean so berries to, as a subtype of fruits? It's it's yeah, like something the safest sweet, something yeah. sweet. And yeah. if you're really craving something like chocolate, because some of us are chocoholics a bit, because we need magnesium, um, you can make a, a blender drink with um, some base of protein or collagen powder and raw powdered organic cocoa, and um, And you can put other stuff in it. If you really want something sweet in there, maybe you could put a teaspoon of maple syrup or or molasses. I don't think that would actually taste good in there. Uh, But, you know, if I put a bowl of sugar in front of you, this would be really true for teenage boys. And I'd say, eat as much as you want. They would clean that bowl. They would lick it dry. But if I said, eat a whole bowl of honey, same size, they can't do that because their brain knows, oh, I'm satisfied. Or maple syrup, which a lot of Canadian people are very attached to. They eat a lot. I said, but you can't eat a whole, you know, whole big bowl of it. And molasses, honey, maple syrup. Those are the three. And you can add those things in, but you'll never eat the whole bowl like you do the sugar because the sugar has no minerals in it. It doesn't have any enzymes in it. It doesn't have any berry bioflavonoidy what do you call the astroxanthinones whatever taste your food and if you can't taste it you probably need some zinc and talk to your naturopath about that but you can find zinc and sunflower and pumpkin seeds organic they're worth it they don't cost the earth don't pumpkin seeds i love for that what what you i i usually use pumpkin seeds what else did you say sunflower Sunflower. Okay, yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap seeds. Kids can take them to school. They won't rot in their in their knapsack. I put them in my oatmeal. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. So eat clean for days, and then and you pick the time. Um, don't do it in the middle of exams or when your you know family's all going to a funeral or like. <laughs> pick the time where you have some quietude. You don't have to, you know drive to Calgary, like (laughs) not doing that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You have a time, it's a pause, but you're still eating, but just eat clean, whatever. And you'll learn over time what that means more and more. Um, Like what is, what is butter? There's right now, there's a lot of stuff in the news about butter uh, being uh, tampered with by palm oil and, um, and how you get really clean butter, grass fed butter. But it's, again, there's costs. So you have to think about what's, what's the priority. Well, if you're spending money on pop, spend it on organic yeah, exactly. food and, and drink exactly. water with a little lemon in it. Because mm-hmm. every 
can of pop has 14 teaspoons of sugar. It's staggering. 14 teaspoons. Yeah. Staggering. Makes your white blood cells paralyzed. They did a blood draw uh, before a pop with people and a blood draw after and the white blood cells had frozen. They wouldn't even move. They're going, oh my God, what was that? Okay, so you could start cleansing that way. Uh, There are special cleansing programs that uh, a naturopathic doctor could design for you. But what you're trying to do is take out the gunk and give the body something, but it could be just soups um, uh, and um, it also could be some people who really love to chew vegetables and salads. Maybe they just eat salads with a great oil and a little balsamic vinegar or apple cider, you know, and, and you have avocado. You could do those things. You're just not living on Twinkies and Coca-Cola kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, simplify and even maybe even a, a little bit um, less food yeah. than, than general. I guess there's like, I think there's over 120 years of evidence that caloric restriction. Now this can always be taken the wrong way and I don't want it to be. But there's 120 years that all mammals do better with uh, caloric restriction rather than overindulgence. Right. And um, they live longer, actually. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, longevity and health span. Uh, right. Whether you're a rat or a mouse or a human or whatever, we yeah. we do better with a little bit yeah. less. And I want, I wonder what that's all about. I wonder if it's nature has it so that if we have if we take in excess to what we need, just like there's some like environmentalism could creep in here too. But like if we take in excess to what we need, then the bugs in us will flourish more than we will at some point, and they're there to like scavenge. I don't know what you think of that idea, but well, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'll think about that. Um... It's good to know when you're hungry. A lot of people graze. They always think they're Holstein milk cows. A lot of people graze. Holsteins have, uh, all cows have four stomachs. We have one. And they graze and they goes in their stomach and then they regurgitate part of it to another stomach. There's all this stuff that goes on. But we have one stomach and um, it needs to rest. It needs to work and then it needs to rest. But some people graze all the time their whole life. And it becomes a habit. I don't just mean an emotional, psychological habit. The body's going, where's the food? I always eat every three hours or whatever it is. People say, well, I'm hypoglycemic. And I say, well, you're either not eating the right food. You don't have enough enzymes. Um, you like, like if I eat carbohydrates in the morning i just want to eat all day long and i've been like that my whole life whereas you do really good on oats in the morning everybody's different and you have to to learn that and when a child is young are they protesting what they're eating because they don't have any zinc they can't taste anything their gut isn't right or do they really need to have some kind of protein in the morning which could be scrambled eggs or whatever that can happen and other people only eat one meal a day at supper time or they, they start eating at six and end the eating at nine. Like they just keep eating because <laughs> mm. once they start eating, they can't stop eating. So did you starve them a little too much? You know? Mm-hmm. So when you're hungry, are you really hungry or are you uh, nervous or scared or stressed? Like some people when they're stressed, don't eat. And other people they go, I'm hungry because the vagus nerve is saying, rumble, rumble, rumble in the tummy. We might have to run soon, eat something. And that's when you really want the snacky stuff. You want the chips or you want yeah. um, French fries or you want 
whatever, whatever it is. There'll be sugar hidden in there somewhere if you're eating fast food. But um, know when you're hungry, chew your food, and then know when you're full. Now, that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Some people can be so full, they're practically vomiting, but they don't, but their brain hasn't told them they're full. Yeah, there's something else going on there. There is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is. Mm-hmm. So it's important to chew your food, not fast. Don't wash it all down with water, like chew twice and gulp down the McDonald's hamburger with, you know, a Diet, well, not Diet Coke, Coke, whatever. I don't know, whatever they drink there. Um, so how do you, how do you know when you're full? And if you have a post-traumatic stress syndrome of any kind, which could be childhood abuse, could be a lot of things. And I don't call it post-traumatic. I call it ongoing traumatic because it always is getting triggered. Some people go to food. Some people go to cigarettes. It's what a lot of addiction is. Some people go to their iPad. Some people um, have other kinds of addiction. Um, it's not exactly an addiction, but but they're trying to calm themselves down so they fill their belly. And when your belly's full, you'll feel safer than when you're starving. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, know when you're hungry and know where you're full. And if you're full and you still want another, you know, chocolate meringue, some cookie, just wait half an hour. You know, do the dishes. I don't know. Floss your teeth. Do something. Mm-hmm. And then and then half an hour, ask yourself, do I want that? And you go, no, actually, I don't want that. If you want it, eat it. You know, you're not yeah, I, there. I see a, a correlation a lot of time with the stomach when I work when I work uh, with the stomach um, with that visceral manipulation. Um, and so you know, you're doing you, hands-on therapy. Yeah, when you do the hands-on therapy, so it's it's deep in my um, it's deep into my understanding of the stomach and appetite. So, because now I've got real-time experience with people where I, if I move their stomach in a certain way they'll be like, Ooh, I'm hungry. Or like, Oh, I feel less hungry now. And then nausea and hunger and the stomach, they, I've seen it in real time now. So this, it's just deepened my understanding of the stomach. So I always think um, when there's a lot of hunger issues, there's, there might be, there might be something with the stomach because it's maybe not giving the right feedback to the brain. Right. I totally agree. A lot mm-hmm. of people, you see this in babies uh, with projectile vomiting, hiatus hernia, but you see a lot of people with a hiatus hernia. And people have GERD or acid reflux. Well, is their stomach pushed up their esophagus? Or or do they not have enough enzymes? Or is the the stomach twisted? Like everybody presumes, because the anatomy books say, the stomach is shaped like a wineskin. Always, is it? No. No. (laughs) It has very peculiar shapes. It does. It It does. does. And the stomach has, it's all muscle. And it's muscle that kind of interdigitates like knitting. And it, and then it goes bleh, bleh, with your food. It kind of uh, chews. It rolls around and yeah, it's a it's a it muscle. Up. It churns it up. Yeah. yeah, but we don't feel that. Hopefully, because <laughs> we'd all be totally distracted. But a newborn baby, if they if they're having trouble swallowing or they're projectile vomiting, uh, they can have the valve at the end of the stomach too tight, and they have to do a little surgery to open that up. 
but people like David and I can take the baby and work on it and get it on twisted because maybe in the womb they got all twisted up like a pretzel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, when where do you, when do you cleanse? So well, it sounds a bit. It sounds a bit like you you're doing a bit of you're doing a little bit of column A and column B in certain ways all the time. I am. And that's a way just to introduce it. But say you wanted to do a deeper cleanse where your body mm-hmm. you got it, your body at rest and you decided, I just want to see what this is like. And you might do it again for three days, seven days, 10 days. Don't start fasting for a month or something like that if you've never done it because you won't know what you're doing and you need to read or have some guidance. Um, and there's lots of good info out there now. Uh, there's a book called Intermittent Fasting by Dr. James Fung. Uh, that's written in plain English. That's why I like it. Anyway, mm-hmm. springtime culturally. Uh, but but really- Verna, even cleansing. Can you talk about like? Do you, you don't just mean cleansing your body in terms of food. Uh, what come, are you talking about? Like, what, is there other ways to cleanse? Are you talking about like uh-huh. even? You know, I know you like to talk about Wi-Fi. I'm getting that mm-hmm. pattern. But like cleansing from uh, influences, cleansing from right. Uh, yeah, right. So where David and I live, we're kind of mostly in a Judeo-Christian culture, let's say. And there's a thing called Lent. And it it has a biblical foundation. But what is that about, like kind of historically, culturally? And it's a time to look, assess yourself and look at uh, what you might like to see an improvement on. Uh, Besides, you know, quitting smoking or, you know, not eating sugar or like whatever is there something you'd really like to improve about you like your temper or anger or insecurity or lack of self-worth it doesn't have to be that you're just blowing your top off all the time it's like how can you sell oh that's telling us that's telling oh let me turn that off there we go uh i left the, the noise on um that's telling us um uh that if you really suffer from lack of self-worth can you evaluate week to week year to year what what improved this year and what could be better or what help do i need or how could i look at this differently about what i'm doing and and you know it's every time i jaywalk i just want to lie down on the ground cuz i'm too scared to move something like that solution to that is cross at the lights of course <laughs> like some of them are really simple uh, i say that because i didn't I, I didn't live in a town and i didn't really see traffic lights till i was mid child older child and people wanted me to trust the lights at green lights and i i had no idea what they were talking about i mean i came from the backwoods so so um uh what is it that you could do and and could you get a book you could read to help or could you not say, is there a book I could read about emotions or what, whatever it is, because some of us don't want to do talk therapy. We're just too self-conscious. There's a book that I do recommend to men. That's called, I don't want to talk about it. They come in and they have this and I'm talking to them and they say, I don't want to talk about it. I said, I have the solution read this book 
and they come back and they go, thank you. That really helped. I, I got it. <laughs> I say, good, good. Mm-hmm. You know, Find the way that the per- patient wants to go. Client wants to go because culturally or family history or whatever, they can't possibly say out loud, even in them, themselves in the room. Some it's journaling. Some it's just start writing. How do you feel right now? I'm stuck. No, I'm important stuck important point you brought up there, though, Verna, is I think sometimes we, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, targeted, uh, precise sort of things that we do as practitioners. But sometimes I think we're having conversations that you just don't have day to day or at least you're holding a space where you can go and talk about these things that I don't know, they just don't come up day to day for a lot of these people. Right. I, I don't know if you yeah. have that too, but you're like, this, this is funny. This is medicine, I guess, but it's like, I feel like we're just having a good meaningful little conversation here about stuff that we probably should talk about more, but there's not that many yeah. spaces for it. Right. 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 And there are questions that are helpful to people. Uh, what do I need more of in my life? Like I I know I've said this on our podcast, I think I meet people and they've just had terrible thing after terrible thing after terrible thing happen. And I said, I I think I know what one of your problems is. And they go, what? I go, you're bliss deprived. Mm -hmm. And they 30, 13 seconds go by. I am. And you can see how mad they are because they, they have a right to bliss, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the time, maybe once a week for three minutes. Yeah. I tell you, go to, yeah. go to nature if you can go out in nature because that's very blissful. But if you can identify a deficiency they have like fun or bliss, well, find it hard to be around people. I say, go to nature, go to the trees. Mm-hmm. The trees are amazing. Trees are amazing beings. They have a purpose. And, you know, just find something that fits for them fits for them some you could, people you would get on well with uh rich books in it she talked about forest bathing and yes yes and how how therapeutic that can be just it is. being in the forest yeah yes yes and some people can't form habits they're just willy-nilly as adults so and i've seen them with uh, brain injured people in particular so i give them something they have to do every day one was blowing bubbles and it seems silly, but they would watch the bubbles. They would breathe. They didn't have to get up. It was an expensive. I had another guy I'd say, I want you to call and buy a paper every day at three o'clock and bring it home. He said, I don't know if I'll read it. I said, it doesn't matter because he could afford to just buy a paper. I said, I want mm-hmm. you to have a habit in your life. Mm-hmm. And he did that for a while. And then he started to form other habits. Funniest prescription, Verna? Is that is that up? What what's your funniest prescription? I I I prescribed going to a coffee shop to a woman who never, she uh, she wouldn't she didn't interact with people at all, but she she thought that coffee shop was okay, so I prescribed go to that coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Funny prescription, but yeah, yeah. I thought it's what she people. needed. Yeah, pe- meet the people. She can observe people. Love, people love people watching. Uh, a lot of people really like it. And uh, what's your yeah, funniest what, prescription yeah. like that? Like uh, not funniest, but you know, counterintuitive thing that you didn't maybe learn in school. Oh yeah. Well, I, my patients taught me everything I know anyway. Um, there's a lot of them. 
I ha- I had this client. He was a trucker. Did I talk about a trucker guy before? I don't think so. Maybe us, pers- like just you and yeah. I, but go on. Let's yeah. hear it. So he did long haul trucking and he kind of lived on, uh, he'd buy a pizza and a six pack of beer wherever he stopped. And and then if the pizza was in the morning was left, he would eat stale pizza and the half drunk beer. And uh, So he was in one day and I said, what'd you have for breakfast? He said, fresh donuts and a fresh coffee. And I get good for you. And I happened to have back in the day when interns would come in, the intern was sitting there going, what? I said, it was, it was fresh food, (laughs) food, (laughs) relative speaking. It was fresh. Good for you. I said, you need to eat things that are fresh, not half rotted. So that was the first step. He started eating things that were fresh made. Is this the same? Is this the same guy that went on to become uh, into into tight? Was it? No, uh, no, no. That was a guy who. Uh, that's who, another one you should share. Oh yeah. Well, he was Irish, and he worked in a store warehouse in Toronto with a forklift truck, and he moved stuff around. Blue collar worker, nice guy from Ireland. Things got better and better. I can't even remember why he came to see me, and um, he was better. And I said, you know, have you ever thought about exercise? Eh? I can't do an Irish accent very well, but I exercise. Why would I be doing exercise? I said, well, you know, you're on the forklift. I mean, you, you're not too big, too small, but you know, you need to move it. I said, and I have no idea why I said this. Have you, have you ever heard of Tai Chi? No. I said, well, you kind of just move stretches while you're moving. So he went off and did Tai Chi. Never saw him again. Years later, 10 or 15 years later, I see his name on the file and I look up at the person and I look down at the file and I look (laughs) up at the person. The only part of him I recognized was his eyes. And he's laughing at me because he knows that he can't, I can't figure out who he is. So I said his name. I said, so tell me the story. (laughs) He said, well, I went and did Tai Chi. I became a Tai Chi master, met the love of my life. She's a Tai Chi master. We're all about Tai Chi. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, of course, he changed his diet and he stopped smoking and drinking whiskey or whatever he was doing all the time because very Irish, you know, Mm -hmm. and it changed his life. And I thought, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff. Give the body and the mind and the soul and the heart a chance to have hope and inspiration and the possibilities of yourself that he's become a he didn't just do the Tai Chi, David. He became a master and he taught yeah, it. That's taught amazing. Sometimes I like in what we, we can do sometimes when we have a good day at the office to um, martial arts, it's like you try to make the right move at the right place on the right person. And, and it's not a ton of force usually, or hopefully, and something, something big can come out of it sometimes, which is, which is really part of the wonder I, of I our had job. a woman come in who was had done yoga and all kinds of things. And she'd heard the forefoot of her right foot, which includes the toes and where they bend when you curl them up and down. And it was swollen, like four out of four limbs swollen and had been for years. And um, she had heard it, but it was just affecting. She couldn't walk right. She couldn't do her yoga right. And she it was really interrupting her life. And so, of course, I had to put my hands on it right away. I said, well, this is your limb system. She goes, what? 
I've been to see all these specialists. I said, so I explained it to her it was a lymph system. And she had some adhesions where she'd injured it and the lymph wasn't flowing. I said, I'm going to um, pull on your toes. Of course, they were all jammed. And I said, this is going to be more startling than hurtful. She said, okay, go ahead. And in that one treatment, it improved 50% by the next time I saw her. It just drained. It was clogged. Mm-hmm. Now, when I see her now, it's still got mm, 10, 15% of that. She keeps working on it, mm-hmm. but she, she's not in, she can do her yoga. She can, she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And, and so she was, um, she's probably 50, 55 and very fit and very youthful, but, but that's glimping around was going to change her whole rest of her life because she would lose her vitality and her ability to move. And was that easy for me to do? Sure. I know how to do that, but it changed her life. And does that make me very happy? makes me very, very happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're having an effect and, oh, it's only one person. Yeah, but she knows thousands of people and how she can affect. And, you know, it's the circle of influence that people have. You Mm -hmm. know, I help improve the world one person at a time. Yeah. So, so detox programs can be set up. You can do it like, you know, once a month, you could do it in the spring. You could, which was what I was referring to, that land and all those things, all those cultures. Um, you could also do building in the fall, like you go, okay, summer's over. I need to get my immune system happier. Maybe I need to take some vitamin D. I'll, I'll talk to David about Dr. Dave when I see him. But you can also build by doing meditation or some reflective work or journaling and learning about things like learning the importance of good oils. Read about that. How's your brain? I don't know about everybody else, but my brain's kind of goofy on COVID because we've had to change so much so fast. I kind of forget where I put my keys every day, which is always in my pocket. And um, go on a creativity journey, journey, which could be hugging a tree or singing or playing with kids or have a hobby or go hiking. Or wandering. I think Rich talked ah, about wandering yeah. uh, as, as this therapeutic idea of just like, I don't know if it was rich. It was one of our podcast uh, guests previously about wandering just through nature. And the other place I do that when I have a day off is I make no plans, which is unusual for me. And I'm just at home. And if I want to clean out my sock drawer, I want to do that. And if I want to roll around on the floor and do yoga, I do that. Or or, uh, make soup. I'm always making soup. (laughs) You know, I just don't give myself an agenda. It's such a relief. Yeah. Such a relief. Yeah. So building and cleansing. So it can be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, or any other realm that you identify with consciously. Um, but you can ask for help kind of to the universe. Uh, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to go broke. I have to pay my student loan. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Make a budget as best you can. Maybe you can ask a friend, say, does this look reasonable? And um, then say to the universe, okay, I need to make this much money and I need to pay for my clinic and my student loan and my car rental and all that stuff. Write it down, get it down on paper because then you're going to forget about it and then you're going to review that's it. That's a kind of cleansing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I truly believe that's a kind of cleansing yeah. and your budgeting yeah. idea. Yeah. Same idea. You're getting rid of excess unnecessary. Yeah. 
And you will be surprised when you ask for the help inwardly and outwardly that your goals will be reached or find the good question. Why do I always feel this way in September? Just keep asking the question. Don't drive yourself crazy, but thinking. Then you'll have memories of life or you'll think, oh, yeah, I have to go back to school or um, I'm away from my cottage and I really like the forest there, like whatever it is. Just ask questions or say, well, this doesn't feel right. I don't think this is right. I wonder why it isn't right. Just keep asking questions. Questions are good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, Verna, is there anything else you you want to make sure that we we uh, share with our listeners? Because because I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the last chance you know the last chance where you get to say the the sort of one thing that you want um, people to remember from our good talk yeah. today from cleansing and rebuilding. Yeah. Each individual, each being, each tree, everything is in a state of becoming. Every moment is a new moment. And with that, there's lots of health abound, like sunshine, like our moon, like the trees, like learning how to cook a reasonable soup, learning how to boil quinoa, like whatever it is. And you just keep adding. You're in a state of becoming. It, not when you hit 40 or are you in a state of unbecoming because you're going to die because now you're old. That blank blank doesn't work for me when patients say well i'm old and they're 50 i go well come out here let me show you my mother's picture you don't get to say that to me now people do have accents people do die young but you need you need to allow for the state of if i knew i could not fail what would i do with the rest of my life isn't that a great question i took that off a little self-help course years and years ago when i was in crisis and that really helped me. And you just start writing. If I knew I could not fail, whatever that means to you, what would I do the rest of my life? And do it every, I do it every year on my birthday to celebrate my birthday. I made it around the sun another time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still standing, right? You're rebuilding. And yeah. Yeah. You're in a state of becoming. You're in a state of becoming. And sometimes it's hard and foggy and circuitous. And, you know, then there's, COVID. Uh, I mean, it's like, where's the paradigm? How do we relate to this? Because nothing, no paradigm works right now. But but still, the sun comes up and goes down. We've had winter. Hopefully it's over. Spring is coming and you're in a state of becoming. And your body knows how to heal. It can heal your cuts. It can uh, grow your hair and your toenails. It makes babies, like you say. Yeah. It makes babies. That's pretty... Pretty amazing. So yeah, reverence for the body, reverence for nature, reverence for the elders. Again, thank you so much, uh, Verna, for another uh, great episode uh, on the Elder Series here on that Naturopathic Podcast. We'll get together again next week and hear more wisdom. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>